and there's a little trigger and you hold it really close to the insect and, you go, and the bellows goes and it sucks, and it sucks, sucks the, the bug in bug into the little thing and then you can just take the little dude and shake it outside and then they go off oh see i was i was thinking that it, it was dual action then you take it and point it out your window and do the reverse and no and, no it doesn't no because it's a pretty stuffed spring you can't really just because it's got zuka in the name so you know you need to be able to fire it uh, but it's just it's it's it's, 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 it's reverse in zuka. reverse sure okay it's a suck zuka not a blow zuka, suck zuka. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode four twenty three. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and. I am Andy, which you all know by now. <laughs> Welcome back, Andy. We know who you are. Thank you. Thank you. I think this is the most most famous thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, take it as you will. <laughs> It's not going to get me on GMA. If you, if you don't want to be famous, it's probably a good thing. There you go. Yeah. So, how are I you? To, I don't get to meet Ste- George Stephanopoulos and Robin Roberts. Is that who hosts? I have something like that. Good Morning America, which is what I assume GMA stands for, although I'm not entirely positive. That is what GMA stands for. Yay! Whether or not that is George's and Robin's show, I honestly don't know. I just sort of lump all that shit together and... <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's today and GMA and whatever else there might be are probably all just the same show to me anyway. And all the hosts are variants of the same people. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch uh, any morning TV. One, you know, the governor's brother and yeah, <laughs> Fredo, Fredo Cuomo. Yeah. <laughs> Fredo Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Although in that in that uh, pairing, it's it's hard to tell who the uh, more incompetent one is at this point, because <laughs> that's what Fredo means, right? It's like the the younger. Oh no, he was older. He was the the older incompetent stupid brother. <laughs> yeah, was he? Okay. Yeah, because Michael's the baby in the family, as far as, for the boys anyway. I can't remember. Uh, Chris just... is Chris has got to be younger. He yeah, I'm assuming Chris, Chris is definitely younger. looks older. But Chris definitely looks younger. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just Allison and I just watched all of all of the Godfathers, including the the new version of Godfather Three, which is now oh, called it. called something else. <laughs> it's called uh, the Godfather Coda. The great Godfather. The death of Michael Corleone. Spoilers. Jesus, <laughs> give it away. That's the name of the movie. Hey, if you look it up and you go to watch it, you're going to see that. So Star Wars, the one where Darth Luke's dad. <laughs> Episode five. Yeah. <laughs> hey, George, wait for it. George, I think these titles might be a little There's too descriptive. That's the big reveal. Uh, uh, well, that's, that's the sixth the... sense where Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the title that I had on the original script. And so I think that's just the title that we're going to use. Okay. Uh, right. I, I have 
uh, a gazillion bajillion billion dollars so i can i can name the movie whatever i want that's how george lucas talks right does he <laughs> it's just like very quiet monotone yeah okay. <laughs> it's been a while since i've heard him talk so he doesn't do a lot of interviews anymore i'm not sure what he does anymore he sold all of his businesses off so now he just i He's... guess he swims in money like scrooge mcduck he swims in money and occasionally surfaces to go uh, visit uh, the cast and crew on the set of The Mandalorian, where they all oh. bow down and lick his feet, and, and then he leaves, and they go back to... But he's not in charge of anyone, so... I don't think so, no. Okay. I saw some documentary, and I have no idea what it was or what it was associated with, that, that was about... Was it the making of all the Star Warses? I think so. Star Wars I. The original trilogy. Star, Star Wixes? Star Wars? Star it's just, Wars Disease? I think it's just Star Wars with a bunch of Zs. Star, like Flanders's? <laughs> Star Wars's? Okay. Fland, like Heidly How? Yeah, Flanders, because I was in the Flanders's. Next door. <laughs> One Flanders, multiple Flanderses. You, you you probably didn't listen to last week's extended episode. I did not. Um, I did not. I, it's been a while since I really listened to any of the episodes, but to any length, I, as I, I used to be able to listen to a lot of episodes while I worked, and I don't have that luxury really. So. And why is that? I changed jobs without getting rid of my old job. So you you took on an additional role I, in the same I, company? Yes. Okay. I applied for and got a job in a new role in the same company, but I still had a lot of open projects in my old role. Yeah. Um, and they were not in a position to replace. There was nobody who could replace me. That's a good position to be in on paper anyway. I suppose. Yeah. And they're not and they weren't going to replace somebody because by the time you got somebody to replace me who had the knowledge and get them trained and up and all that, then everything that I needed to have done I would would have already long been done. Yeah. So I made an agreement um with my my director, my old director, my new director, and and we made had an agreement of I will at least split time while I finish out old projects, and knowing that I will also occasionally be tapped for some of the unique install based knowledge that I have. Aha! Uh-huh. But at all at the same time, trying to learn and do all of the new job. So, do you get two salaries for this? Of course, like all big companies. They do that. You know, when people take on an extra role, they just they just give them that person's salary. It happens all the time. <laughs> well, good for just you. Like, just like just like when one dude, you know, leaves the desk next to you and they're they're hiring they're trying to find another architect and you're like, I guess I'll take over doing his drawings. Like, sweet, in the meantime you'll get to, you'll get all of his pay. Awesome. <laughs> hey, so, wait a minute, I need to have a talk with my with my employer because that's not yeah. how it works where I work. Yeah. You know, if you're because of COVID, 
and a lot of retail stores policies of employees who, if you get exposed, you have to bow out of work for two weeks or 10 days, depending on whatever. Right. And they, but it's not your fault. So they continue to pay you sometimes depending on the company or whatever. But then that can also mean that some of these retail stores run short shifted. So for example, one of the mornings this week, my local Starbucks, which normally runs eight people in the morning, only had four. (laughs) I thought, well, sweet. I mean, if four people are doing the job of eight, then everybody should get double pay. (laughs) Like you do at your job. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) only fair, right? I mean, if I'm doing the work of two people, if four of them are doing the work of eight people, then they should be getting paid. Yeah, you think you think the company would it would still come out ahead on that because there's less paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason I don't they don't see it that way. <laughs> All right. Um before the uh we started the show you mentioned did yes. you say the word bugzooka? I did say bugzooka. Yes. <laughs> and what is what is the bugzooka? Bugzooka is a um insect catching device. Okay. So, um do you remember in the past, don't ask me how long, but it's been where you might see like in the Sky Mall or the Hammaker Schlemmer magazines, the like the little um, spider vacuums. Um, uh, okay. Vacuum up the spider touchless capture system that doesn't kill the insect. I, I can't say that I've ever actually seen that, but I can imagine it. Sure. Okay. I don't think the vacuum things work. Oh, oh, I know. I know. That was in Sharper Image. That's, that's yeah, what one that of those. Yeah, yeah. One of those goofy. Yeah. Uh, the bugzooka is well, it's about two and a half feet long, and on the back end is a is a spring uh, driven bellows. Okay. And then on the other end is a little is a little clear tube with a little flapper, a little, really lightweight flapper on the end. And so you compress the bellows, and there's a little trigger, and you hold it really close to the insect, and, you go, and the bellows goes, and it sucks and it sucks, sucks the, the bug in bug into the little thing and then you can just take the little dude and shake it outside and then go off oh see i was i was thinking that it, it was dual action then you take it and point it out your window and do the reverse and no and, no it doesn't and, no because it's a pretty stuffed spring you can't really just because it's got zooka in the name so you know you need to be able to fire it uh, but it's just it's it's it's, 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 it's reverse in zooka. reverse sure okay it's a suck zooka not a blow suck zooka. <laughs> 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 good morning sir how can i help you yeah i am here for uh, i heard you had that uh sakzuka. i'm sorry sir <laughs> so you have this i do have it is it is it there in your room it is not oh, okay it's by the back door because that's where most of the bugs come from get carried in by the uh by the dogs <laughs> yeah i have a i have a screen curtain that hangs down so keep the door cracked like four or five inches a lot so that the dogs can kind of go in and out. And there's a, a, a curtain screen that hangs down, but you know, it's not a perfect seal. No. Yeah. And when the dogs go in and out of it, you know, sometimes there's a fly or whatever. And then of course every house gets spiders. So you have the bugs you there to just. Well, the ones that are, that are, that are invading in, into the human space anyway. The ones that are frightening to <laughs> the spouse those two yeah those those are which is interestingly enough all of them all of them sure yeah Yeah. yep every spider that is at least a millimeter in diameter (laughs) is is 
perceived as two inches in diameter and looking to eat feet and jump. They're all very, very threatening. <laughs> so that's why we have a bug soak to, to rid us of the scourge of the spider. So do you ever, do you ever find a spider that's made like a little home in a corner that's kind of out of view and you, you happen to, to see it and you think, Hey buddy, it's our little secret. And you let them and you leave them there. Um, some of them I leave, <laughs> um, depending on when and where other times I, I don't mind just getting a cup and just kind of clamping it and putting a cart over it and just taking them and dumping outside. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Um, it's easy enough to do. A couple of weeks ago, I was, um, standing at the kitchen sink doing the dishes before going to bed and mm-hmm. I was, you know, kind of like turning, you know, back and forth moving to, as you do, you know, getting, grabbing the thing over here and moving it over there. And I, I kept thinking that I was seeing something out of the, in my peripheral vision, you know, like in this gap here where my, mm-hmm. between my glasses and where my peripheral, peripheral vision stops, where it's sure. all, where it's all blurry, <laughs> where I can see it even, even less than mm-hmm. I, I would if I was wearing contacts. And um, I'm like, what the heck is that? And it was two or three times I, I thought I saw it and I'm doing what I'm doing. And then I, I see it again and it's like swinging. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? I take my glasses off and I look and there's this ridiculously small, like millimeter sized, translucent, almost clear little tiny spider. And he's hanging Hang on your like, glasses, like two or three inches down from my, the corner wow. of my glasses. And I'm like, where the hell did you come from, little guy? <laughs> so I took him over to one of the house plants and I let him yeah. crawl onto there. He can eat the aphids. I hope I don't have aphids inside my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I like to preserve when I can. Yeah. And, but, you know, for the most part, if you don't pay rent, you should probably go outside. Yeah. Well, that, that little little spider got a stern talking to. Good. Okay, a, good. About getting close to human faces. Right. Like you should not, you should not do that. I wag my finger at him. That's right. <laughs> it's a bad spider, bad spider. <laughs> I told him, I told him he had a fifty-fifty chance of of uh, being sternly warned and and placed ever so gently onto the leaf of the house plant and squashed. <laughs> yeah, and not necessarily on purpose. Sometimes he gets squashed by accident just because well they are very small. Well, if it had, if he had decided to attach himself to Allison's glasses. Oh, yes. That would have been a violent death. Well, she probably would have (laughs) thrown her glasses away, too. I'm not... not, (laughs) Or is she not quite at that level? Not for a tiny little spider like that, no. Oh, okay. If, like, a wolf spider crawled onto her glasses, yeah, she would never wear them again. Okay. Yeah, I think think I've seen shoes in the garbage (laughs) because of a spider that was inside a shoe. Okay. Allison's, Allison's not that extreme. Either that or she just loves shoes more than she hates spiders. She will throw a shoe away that a uh, an animal has barfed in. <laughs> that's, that's grounds for uh, shoe disposal. Yeah, well, shoes, shoes don't really launder all that well either. I had to go and buy a new set of outdoor boots because I was uh, doing some planting in the backyard and then right as I finished, I was walking around the side of the house to clean up and uh i kept i was feeling something funny on my shoe on my boot and i couldn't figure out what it was 
at first, and then I finally looked at him and stuff. The sole was like just the top two inches by the toe was connected. The rest of the sole was. Oh. <laughs> I went, All right, well, you had. I guess I, I guess I need to go get new boots. <laughs> you had really uh, sturdy enclosed flip flops on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've had these boots for. I think they were Craftsman leather work boots, and when did I get them? Craftsman makes boots. Well, this is this was now. <laughs> it's got to have been almost twenty years that I've had. Okay, so right, right, right around the time when Sears was starting to go into bankruptcy. Uh, they were still doing okay twenty years ago. I think <laughs> were they? For the ten-year period that I think they really started to, and they had to sell off Craftsman brand to. Was it Lowe's that bought them, or some other, or Snap On, or Stanley? Didn't Stanley buy Craftsman? Isn't that right? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like Stanley bought Craftsman. But yeah, so those finally died. So I went up to DSW, picked up some Wolverine boots. And those are now my new outdoor working in the garden boots. Cool. That reminds me, I need to buy a set of uh, outdoor boots. I have, <laughs> I I have softer I shoes for working outside. <laughs> like, you know, if I'm just milling around or mowing the yard or something, but if you're going to be doing anything with a shovel, you have to have something with a good sturdy sole. Yeah. Because I have the, the little rubber, the rubbery outdoor, it's all, it's a rubber outdoor outside and the whole inside is like a, it's like a thick um, neoprene. Okay. And it's just kind of a generic outdoor water shoe for work. It's fully enclosed. Um, yeah. But that's really good for you know, if you cut in the yard or if you're just, milling around outside but if it's something that you're going to need to actually like get a foot on a shovel for they're they're not sturdy enough like that so right. you gotta have heavy boots with a big sole and all that if you're going to be jamming a shovel into this fucking dirt that we have here <laughs> pro tip for people who are digging in very very hard soil do not use a spade go out and get yourself a trenching shovel is that the one with the uh serrated uh no, they're 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 much more narrow. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. And they have some ridges in them, and they come to a much sharper triangular point on the end. Yep. And they are vastly. I mean, normally if you get a spade out in this shovel, you know, you got to set the thing, and then you got to jump up and down on the fucking thing just to make it go an inch or two into the clay. Um, <laughs> but the trenching shovels really. I, I was actually pretty surprised when I uh, learned from a landscaper. Any type of hard soil, use a trenching shovel for your digging. Don't use a spade, and it uh, works beautifully for this kind of this kind of soil. And if so, you uh, if you buy five of them and put and, and put them in a row, then that's a that's a flush. The spade. Where's your little? Where's your? I know. Where's your little put a? There you go. Sorry, I don't think to do that for myself sometimes. Okay. <laughs> no, I got distracted because. Uh, because I, I screwed that joke up. We you were talking about trenching tools, and I I made the joke about spades. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll edit that out. No, I won't. Sure. No, I won't. <laughs> but LPT for your listeners for firm soils, because I know people <laughs> listen to this show are big outdoorsy labor type of people. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, just like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I need to I need to go out and buy outdoor boots so that I have something to wear when I 
go outside to direct the person I've hired to do the work outside of my house <laughs> and not get my nice shoes muddy. What are your two hobbies? Trenching and Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Oh, neither of those are my hobbies. Mm. I love working in the garden. I like doing that stuff. I, of the stuff that I'm that I can do, I will do. I did have to get a crew to do some hardscaping over the winter because I just can't haul, you know, two and a half tons of material in the back of my car (laughs) and then spend, you know, four guys who can dedicate an entire day or two to this stuff versus, you know, just me. Chipping away at it a half an hour, an hour at a time. It would take me weeks and weeks to get through it. And uh, again, the copious amounts of free time. that, (laughs) Especially now with your two jobs and two salaries. It's, it's, well, I mean, what it means is that during the day, it's, it's basically nonstop. I mean, some days I have seven or eight conference calls that all just run all right over one another all the way through. And I just sit here and think, I actually have work I need to do as well. <laughs> and then I'm sitting on these conference calls and then, you know, you start, you start the day on a Friday, like, oh, I only have two calls scheduled today. And then by 9 a.m., you got four more that somebody yeah. dropped on the calendar. That's always fun. Yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> the joke the joke at my at my office is uh is first of all, what do we uh what do we bill these meetings to? <laughs> and second of all, do we get to have a meeting where we talk about when we're actually gonna do the work that we're discussing in all of these meetings? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> you could have been doing work while you were complaining about not having time. <laughs> <laughs> You know that five minutes that you have in between each meeting? That's when you're supposed to be doing the work. Right. So you that's want me we to gave you a laptop so you could take, take it into the, the into the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my me time. <laughs> that's the time I have to browse Reddit. <laughs> oh boy. I have no time to browse anything. Mm. Although I did have time to browse for some news items. Do you want to? News. Here's some news items. Sure. What's news, Mike? I'm glad you asked, Andy. Outstanding. I did that right. I'm impressed. (laughs) You're batting a thousand today. So far. Let's see if this works. Don't worry, I'll fuck something up at some point. (laughs) Oh. Hey, you want some health news? I sure do. Uh, according to uh, the living section of this magazine, it says, uh, men who munch nuts can significantly improve sperm quality. Now, th- now to me, there's a way is, to read that... this headline where you would think that would improve the quantity of sperm if you were eating nuts, right? Well, I'm curious. Is, is, it, is, the, is it the muncher or the munchie who has the improved... <laughs> Sperm quality. <laughs> also, a great question. <laughs> a new study on male fertility has revealed that health nuts could try nuts for their nuts. <laughs> it's one of these articles where they uh, wrote in as many puns as they could. Right. The quality That's of true. sperm relies on many factors, not just genetic, but environmental, lifestyle, and particularly diet. 
Nutritional researchers have demonstrated in humans for the first time the effects of specific foods on sperm quality, in this case, tree nuts, namely almonds, hazelnuts, and walnuts. They found that healthy people on a Western-style diet, which is typically high in red meat, processed foods, and sugars, who ate those particular nuts enjoyed almost immediate benefits to the genetic profile of their seed. Get it? Nuts, seeds. Yes. Uh-huh. Because we need more fertility. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, one day you'll see a story about, uh, you know... Human fertility is declining, you know, slowly okay, over time. Saw, and, I celebrate those. And then you'll see another yeah, one yeah, where, yeah. where, but then you look around and you're like, um, like seven and a half billion people. <laughs> isn't, isn't that kind of a good thing if we have declining fertility? Well, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, we, there's, there's enough of us for a while. Well, you know, you can't just have a story about declining fertility without somebody turning it into a, you know, an apocalyptic nightmare about well in 20 years no one's going to be fertile like children of men well i don't know what that is it was a clive owen movie and it was kind of a, a bit of a dystopian future where fertility had plummeted so dramatically that women who were pregnant were like had to be secreted away and protected and all that so that they weren't mobbed and, and whatnot because they like oh my god there's actually a baby gonna be born oh okay yeah yeah like that yeah <laughs> I, I i saw most of it at one point and i it was a while back so i'm trying to remember all the details but it was along those lines so i was like oh my god you know people don't get pregnant anymore and it's of course that the whole world is gray because of it you know whenever there are children around everything is gray all the time um <laughs> so this woman you know she actually has yes uh let's see at the end of the study period those on the nut heavy diet showed 36 genomic regions of their sperm dna that were significantly differentially methylated which i guess is good compared to the control group how many dudes i mean Statistics for something that, if I remember correctly from my stats classes on, on an untold number of decades ago, large groups happen when you get more than 30 or something, you move to a new chart or whatever it is. Some of the more math people on your guest list will probably know what I'm referring to, maybe. But maybe um, I'm not one of them. So <laughs> to, have, to have matching, con- you know, control versus subjects yes that means you've got to have a minimum right of 60 dudes who needed to first all beat it into containers (laughs) and then you take 30 of them you feed them nuts for some amount of time i guess you have to know when the improvement happens because it's happened almost immediately so it's like okay so did you say Here's a bag of planters now and a Playboy <laughs> go into the other room. Uh, or every single day for the next two weeks, we need you to do this. And you're like, sweet, I was going to anyway. Yeah. All 60 of you. I mean, that's an awful lot of that's an awful lot of tugging for uh, just to see if almonds are. And then of course, the poor lab assistant who has to 
take all of those samples yeah. <laughs> and run them through all that lab equipment. I suppose you, then, you you also have to take into account that that there's going to be, you know, one or one or two kind of dumb dudes who are going to get the the Playboy and the and the jar of nuts and and not know exactly what to do with those and and go and you know, do their thing in into the jar of nuts instead of the Oh, I was thinking you do it into the Playboy and they going to tear the sheet of paper off and say here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't make it in time to the jar. <laughs> or even better, they fold they fold it up and stuff it into the into That's the right. container. Right. No, I had uh, I had skipped over uh, this part of the article, but since you mentioned it, uh, there was a group of seventy two healthy non smoking youthful participants, forty eight of whom were asked to eat uh, two ounces of tree nuts per day for fourteen weeks, while the remaining twenty four uh, served as the control. And how often did they all have to provide samples? Uh, hmm, that it doesn't say. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but they talk about, okay, so here, in a nutshell, a handful of nuts a day could help keep the fertility dock away. Uh, the work is now published in the journal Andrology. <laughs> say Andrology? Andrology. Okay. And is the first hard evidence that munching nuts has immediate benefits for many. Get it hard evidence. Uh-huh. Yes. Very good. I think there was, I saw a headline earlier this week, something about the prevalence of plastics in our uh, food chain is detrimental to fertility. I think they just, that was a study that recently came, if I remember correctly. Wait, all that's... I saw was a headline. I just remember scrolling past the headline. I didn't, I wasn't all that interested in reading the article. So who knows what it said? It might have just been cheat codes from our brother. What what was detrimental? Plastics. All the plastics that we have that are rampant in our environment and food supply. Oh. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Getting hard pressed to find good things about having plastics being unleashed into the environment. Pretty much all bad at this point. Other than that, or making the ground more waterproof or something. <laughs> Other than what? Making the ground more waterproof. No. Oh. <laughs> and the insides of fish. But that's like, um, you look at a map of who's dumping plastic into the ocean. It's like Asia, Southeast Asia, a little bit of Africa, and, and, and a lot of uh, South America. Like, it's not right. happening here, where we're all being punished for it. Like, we're not doing it. It's, uh, it's well, everyone we, else is doing it. <laughs> well, we are. We're not doing it nearly as much, though. We are, because all of the plastics that Asia is dumping into the waterways are plastics that they got from the United States. <laughs> we, that's most of, a lot of our recycling, plastics recycling, would be ship, stuck on ships and then sent over to Asia for recycling. Because like everything else, labor and whatnot is cheaper. So they ship it over there, and then what they can't recycle, they end up just dumping into waterways or into garbage supplies. And, and well, I mean, if if, so if it's, a lot of it is our plastic, we're just not the ones dumping it, but we're giving it to the people who are dumping it. But that's not our fault, though, that they're dumping it. We I mean, by that logic, it's it, the, we could not give it to them so that it doesn't get dumped. Well, you know, or or we just blame the dinosaurs for uh, dying. That's and, right. And 
rotting and turning into oil that we that means, use to well, make that means, we have to, that means we have to blame um, the meteor that killed the we dinosaurs. We have to blame the people who were throwing <laughs> meteors at us who killed the dinosaurs. Smod and his friends. That's right. Or it's all their what's fault. The, uh, what's the um, what's the goofy fuck who's in charge of uh, Scientology? The alien overlord? Xenu? What the fuck? Is it Xenu? I thought it was. Something like that. That sounds about right. You're going to make me Wikipedia this, aren't you? You're talking about the actual alien, not the, not the human who is in charge of Scientology. Yeah, not L. Ron Hubbard. Not that douchebag. Well, no, he's dead. Isn't the current guy uh, David Miscarriage? <laughs> Miscarriage, and he's the one yeah. that uh, has killed his wife and hidden it from everyone. Miss, uh, David Miscarriage, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise's buddy. That's right. I think, I think Tom killed, her, killed his wife so that the two of them could be together. You know, we were watching... Uh, the the Gra- one from Leah Remini? No, 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 I haven't seen that oh. yet. Um, we were watching the Graham Norton show. And Tom Cruise, oh, Tom Cruise was on there. He's great. And, Graham uh, Norton's great. Well, yeah, Graham Norton is. But we were, Tom Cruise was talking, and, and I made the observation to Allison that, uh, wow, he really does a good job of, of acting um, like a normal person. Well, he is an actor, so. <laughs> he, yeah, he gets paid a lot of money for what he does. Yes, he gets paid for pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> Which, can you think think about that from that perspective? What kind of person must you be if somebody's willing to pay you $20 million to be someone else? Yeah. You know? Like, wow. Maybe I should be a jackass and make a whole bunch of money. <laughs> and give Almost. much of it to this cult. Yeah, it is Xenu. <laughs> it is Xenu. X-E-N-U, right? Very good. Are you sure you're not a closet scientist? <laughs> I, I I I am a closet many things, but Scientologist yeah. is not one of them. <laughs> There's a big. Sometimes apparently it's Zemu with oh. an M. They don't they don't really say why it is. Sometimes just he's the Be- he's the tyrant ruler of the Galactic Confederacy. Because the N and the M are next to each other on the keyboard, and L. Ron Hubbard had big sausage fingers. Yes. When he wrote that story, 75 million years ago, Zenu brought billions of people to Earth in spacecraft resembling a Douglas DC-8 airliner. (laughs) Because why not? Stacked them around (laughs) volcanoes and detonated hydrogen bombs. The Thetans then clustered together, stuck to the bodies of the living, and continued to do to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems normal. There you go. <laughs> and there's that big facility that they just built in. Uh, what is it? Buckhead? Roswell? Like the Buckhead Roswell area. Big Scientology Here? building. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard of this. Well, it was, you know, it's been a while since I've been down there, but I remember when it first went up. So maybe it's almost, maybe it's almost five years ago that it, got, it was built. And I remember driving by it and there was a dude just like, out on the sidewalk in front of it with a Scientology sign, just like waving to all the people who passed by. <laughs> and I remember seeing that and thinking, what a big fucking building, you know, what the fuck? And then having watched not all, but a fair amount of Leah Remini's little Scientology thing, she said, they build these giant buildings 
that are almost completely empty. You might only have two or three people who work out of these huge, huge buildings, but they build these massive buildings so that everybody around them thinks that there are just that many Scientologists. And so it must have some legitimacy because, you know, you wouldn't build a giant building for just two to three people. There must be hundreds of people that work there. So it makes them think that Scientology is bigger than it really is by putting these enormous, completely vacant buildings up. Oh, wow. No, I haven't. um, I used to drive by there all the time because where I went to get my haircut used to be down Roswell Road. Okay. So I think you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a Roswell Road in Glenridge, just inside the perimeter. Yeah, some, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. And it's a big. It's a big. It looks like an. It looks like a a new version of an old school building, of an old three story brick school building kind of thing. Well, it's, it's very. It's, it's it's very Georgian architecture, red brick. It's got like the yeah. the faux stone stone. Oh, they might they may be real though with the amount of money they spend, right. Co- like the coins. You know what those are, right? Q U O. Yes. I N S. Did I spell it right? Um, you know all the architectural terms for this building. I don't, but yeah. So it's and it's a big ass building, but according to you know Leah Remini's little things, it'd be hardly anybody who works there. There's like three people inside. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they do the thing where they have like the you know the cardboard cutouts of people like attached to the attached to the the cars on a train set that runs around the whole perimeter sure. past all the windows yeah. <laughs> like in... contract with disney to do some animatronics for what's that home alone where he did that to make them think that the there was a big party going on in the in his house oh right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh who else is in that travolta is travolta's a, in is it a big and one his here. and his wife um <laughs> His beard, Kelly Kelly Preston. His what? His beard. His beard. <laughs> well, that's another rumor about him, right? That he has a beard. <sighs> that his wife is his beard. Also, Tom Cruise. I don't know. I don't know why. Wife is his beard. You've never heard that term? No. Because he's he's gay, but he doesn't want everyone to know he's gay, so he has a pretend wife. Oh, I've never heard them being described as someone's beard. It's really? Yeah. That's a new one for me. I've been nerd burgered. <laughs> Hooray. Yay. Who, who am I going to get to share that with? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Andy learned something. <laughs> well, it's a term that. And you I know. try so desperately not to. And yet, yeah. somehow this shit seems to work its way in. It's one of those terms that you don't, you, nobody really needs needs to know anymore. At least in, you know, in our part of the world, right? You shouldn't have to have a beard. And I don't have a beard, so what does that say about me? <laughs> now you're talking about the kind that grows on your face. Yeah, that's correct. Because <laughs> if your if your other kind of beard was always sitting on your face, she's not your beard you probably, anymore. You probably were. You probably are gay. No, she really is your wife at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Or your girlfriend or yeah. whatever. Excuse me. <laughs> I think Monty Python wrote a song about that. I think he did. So, yeah, Zinu. So, we're going to blame him for 
plastics in, in the environment. I'm trying to think like, how the fuck did we start talking about? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was going along great until they started talking about science. And that, uh, that woman from, uh, she was on Mad Men. And then she's one of the lead women on the, the hell's that show? <laughs> I'm already at a disadvantage because I only I only watched <laughs> the first two or three episodes of um, Mad Men. There was a book written, and then they did one season of the show, The Bridesmaid's Tale. Is that right? Bridesmaid's Tale. Handmaids. Handmaid's Tale. There you go. Handmaid's Tale. Okay. So the woman who's the, like the lead oh, female right. in that, who was also. She was like she was his secretary in Mad Men. Right. Yeah. She's also a Scientologist. Oh, she is. Oh, okay. She is. Okay. And I don't remember what her name is, and I don't feel like looking it up at the moment. Let's see if we can think of it. I guess I need a well, you have Alexa, don't you? No. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. My my memory for 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 daytime sort of little things like that is just completely gone. I think I've just dedicated too much to to stuff with work and product issues and all that other stuff i just don't even i don't know i don't think i have room anymore i think i'm i'm deleting files randomly in order to fit to fit <laughs> to fit some of this stuff in and yeah that are like hey that was recent do you care about that maybe maybe not let's just get rid of it anyway Whoop, and off it goes i yeah i feel the same I way i don't have a backup drive so. no no, I th- in some ways I I'm kind of looking forward to the confluence of biology and technology and, and just just so that I can get a hard drive upgrade. That would be hugely helpful. A little, little bit more space in there would be helpful. A USB port stuck in your butt or something. It's like <laughs> Firewire or my ear, you know. Yeah. You can have yours stuck in your butt. That's fine. <laughs> uh Elizabeth Moss was the person you we go. were trying to think of. Now, I was before you described who it was with the handmaid's tale and all that. I was I was assuming if anybody on Mad Men was going to be into Scientology that it would be January Jones. Maybe she is. I don't know. It they probably all are. Hmm, I'm not sure. I don't know how I don't know how the the ranks are revealed. Yeah. Some people are secret Scientologists, or some people are like, no, if you're in Scientology, you need to tell the world. Probably not John Hamm, though, because he has a giant penis. He doesn't need Scientology. There you go. go. Those are the, that's the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) is that what they check at the door? Like, sorry, too big. You can't come in. Well, that was probably, that that was Tom Cruise's issue, I heard. Oh! No, he's just. I remember, I remember with the, (laughs) <laughs> the recent the recent passage of this surprisingly enough florida i guess it was the checking of children's genitals before they can compete in sports in where florida i think it was florida um because they want to make sure that no transgender kids are getting into the wrong sports and uh the flow chart for should you check children's genitals before they play sports and the first one was do the kids play the sports with their genitals 
If not, then no, you shouldn't check. Uh, and I thought they it, tested it, for testosterone because that's no, the problem. They're checking to make sure they're checking to make sure that boys are playing in boys sports and girls are playing in girl sports. Well, I thought um, the problem was was the was alternate was men playing in women's sports. They, and are, do they use their are, genitals in playing the sports? <laughs> and if yes, then kids probably shouldn't be playing that sport. So therefore, no need to check their genitals either. <laughs> Because if you're playing a sport using your genitals, it probably shouldn't be something with children. No, that's uh, that's the wrong kind of fencing. That's correct. <laughs> it is the wrong kind of fencing. More like kendo. <laughs> but, well, if you're John Hamm, it's more like kendo. Yeah. John Hamm and uh, Willem Dafoe. Duking it out. <laughs> HBO pay-per-view is really, really reaching. <laughs> and now competing in the confusingly large bracket. You can get Chris they can get Chris Rose and Kenny Florian to do the commentary from <laughs> BattleBots. They can talk about the 250-pound weight limits. <laughs> and, and the kinetic energy. And the, <laughs> He's got so much kinetic energy. 72 pounds spinning at 250 miles an hour. Uh, and the giant nut, right? <laughs> That's right. Do you still watch that? I watched this whole last season. It was okay. awesome. I, I missed the la- this last season. No, it was great. I had uh, I had set it to record, and it was one of those shows where I don't know what changed, but uh, it, just, it just spontaneously decided to stop recording on me. But, um, on Philo, if you set it up as a favorite, it'll let you watch every episode. Yeah, I'm living in the, I'm living in the Stone Ages with cable TV still in the DVR. No, this was um, yeah, this yeah, because this is the Philo streaming service. So that's right. You're you're uh, are you still loving Philo? It's it's like any other streaming service. It's good for what it's good for. Yeah, it it has yeah. its thing that it does well. Yeah. And the fact that it does auto DVRing of anything you watched is so. I mean, if you if you go to a show and you watch even two minutes of it, you can go back to it for it seems like upwards of a month and say, you know, continue watching, and it'll just let you continue watching it. The commercial breaks on it are a little extreme sometimes. In length, um, they can be. They can be really long. <laughs> Uh, much like John Hamm and uh that's right. for the recorded stuff for the stuff that it auto DVRs for you the 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 commercial break sometimes would be four or five minutes long it's like okay I'm gonna go take a dump and I'll come back <laughs> don't forget that's your best. laptop so you can do your work this is just holy cow that's long that's commercial break <laughs> and there's only there's only I mean if I don't have plaque psoriasis then advertising minute-long commercials with Cindy Lauper and her friends about plaque psoriasis <laughs> is kind of wasted on them, right? A little bit. If I do have plaque psoriasis and you advertise to me several times about this plaque psoriasis cure, chances are I'm probably going to be like, hmm, I should go to my doctor and ask about it because the commercial told me to. At which point, you don't need to advertise it to me anymore because I've either gone to my doctor and he or she has said, yes, you're a candidate. No, you're not. So I'm either on it or I have a reason not to be on it, which, of course, means you no longer need to advertise it to me. But why I get the 
never-ending stream of plaque psoriasis commercials is beyond me. Have you seen the uh, the new Jardians commercials? Where they Jardians is the is that the is that one of the heart things? It's a diabetes drug. Diabetes, okay. But it it can it can cause or exacerbate or create the circumstances uh, through which you would develop um, that you normally wouldn't ever get this, but <laughs> they have, they have an actual, I don't think they're airing it anymore, but at, for a time they had a commercial that was like specifically about this one side effect. And it was that um, there's a, there's a small chance with this drug that you can get a, uh, a, an, an, a life threatening infection in your taint. Andy, I think your Zoom froze. <laughs> because of diabetes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> Doesn't it make you wonder, like, what is a diabetes medication doing to your body that would concentrate some amount of distress to your tank? Yeah. Ne- uh, necro- why, is it all, why is it all pooling there, so to speak? It lowers blood sugar levels. Oh, wait, hang on. Taking Jardiance or other SGLT2 inhibitors introduces more sugar into your genital area. Why would it? And only there. Why just there? I don't know. Bacteria can feed on this extra sugar, and that can lead to necrotizing fasciitis of the perineum or Fernier's gangrene. Okay. Maybe they should leave that part out of the drug. Just a suggestion. <laughs> well, that's like all these drug commercials where they they rattle off the list of of uh, ever so small percentages of a chance of right. that, that you could well, get. If, if like one something. person stubs his toe while yeah. you know while using Rogaine, they're gonna say, they have, "Oh, the, yeah." The some, lo- at least one person experienced severe toe pain from yeah. using Rogaine. The lawyers insist that you have to. You have to include it in the disclaimer at the end of the commercial, but all the 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 laundry list of of stuff that starts off with you know yes. these minor. My, my, minor mild like yeah. take it or leave it kind of side effects, and then it it just very rapidly progresses to yes. cancer and death. <laughs> now add which, which they say really fast or cancer death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right at the very end, while they're coughing. Yeah, yeah. Now add (laughs) cancer, death, or rotten taint. There you go. Rotten taint. Yeah, sure. Seems reasonable. Which, if it doesn't kill you, you end up with, uh, you know, one more bicycle riding. Yeah, they just go in and 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 remove that whole area. Sure. They turn you into into a, a you know a Barbie doll. That's right, or a Ken doll, or a Ken doll, or a who are all of their friends. I don't remember Barbie and Ken having friends. They had a bunch of I don't either, but apparently they had a bunch of friends. Oh, nobody marketed them very heavily. Barbie got all the awesome shit. Ken got a a a shoulder sweater. Yeah, and I think that was about it. Ken was a yuppie who lived on 
Martha's Vineyard. She got a she got a pink Corvette. He got a Yugo. <laughs> something like that <laughs> so anyway i did i did watch all of uh, the battlebots this season um it was a decent season a lot of big players from last year did not come back really so, uh, mm-hmm. they retired or i don't remember in any of the episodes, them going into any type of real discussion about why some of the teams did not return. Because hmm. um, remember, they filmed that stuff in the spring-summer period. Okay. So that was really early on in the, in the pandemic. So you had a lot of people in masks. You had a lot of barriers and stuff set up in the in the studio, they did not have any audience. Um, the audience was just all the other teams up in the stands also compartmentalized. Yeah. And I think a whole lot of footage of the teams cheering was reused. <laughs> because there were some things that they would show people doing the cheer. It's like, they do that fucking exact same cheer every single thing. I was like, okay. um, <laughs> And so I don't know if there were a lot of teams didn't feel like traveling because it really yeah I was going to guess that the travel was affected and all they, that so. they probably film it in California right uh, Long Beach if I understand correctly yeah. yeah that big that big arena is in Long Beach because um, <clears throat> they're still locked down aren't they California uh, there's varying levels of lockdowns that are happening in a variety of places but i would i would think that the the traveling to california yeah there would there would be right. whether whether they Which could was or... weird because they had they had a number of international teams really yeah huh. which was really surprising uk teams australia uh brazil uh none of the chinese teams came back this year that i remember at least that were televised that i saw uh, the first ever team from India, they were there, and or the New Zealand team. One of the two Brazilian teams from last year came back this year. Two Brazilian teams—that's a lot of teams. I know that's a lot of that's a lot of airtime. <laughs> uh, that's a, a lot of filming, and supposedly this year they were going to have built a new, sturdier floor. Because of the amount of damage that the bots were doing to the floor, did they in previous seasons? Interesting. I, I hadn't noticed that, that they were actually damaging the floor. Oh, there were huge amounts of damage happening to the floor last season. What well, What was it made out of, and what is the new floor made out of? It's just sturdier, you know, thicker <laughs> steels or whatever. But it appears the heavier gauge um, steel the fit and finish is poorer. Because a lot of the bots that run really, really low wedges were constantly getting stuck on the lips of the floor. I noticed that this year from previous. Previous years, when bots would get stuck on the floor, it was typically a part of the floor that was damaged. Okay. This year, the floor didn't get damaged nearly as much, but more bots were getting snagged on gaps and stuff in the floor. Like where and these the, panels meet, right, they where weren't the panels entirely yeah. level. and the the razor saws that come up, the kill saws, almost zero exposure to those at all this year. Um, but the pulverizers, the big hammers that they use in the corners, there was more usage of those, and they were supposedly stronger this year. Um, yeah, they, they never seem to never, do anything. 
they don't ever seem to do a lot. No, there are take occasions where they do a little bit, but their effectiveness is they're like, it's a hundred pounds. It's like, yeah, but the fucking bot's 250. And designed to be beaten up by another bot that's right. 250. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of sledgehammering going on. So, but it was, I thought it was, a, it was a very entertaining season. Um, but again, Kenny Florian, they did not do nearly as much behind the scenes uh, in the pit area. It wasn't nearly as much of that with Jenny Taft. Again, I think because it was still filmed during a lot of the early stages, it was there was a lot of unknown about yeah. what to do. So, um, yeah, stuff that was filmed later, right in the year last year, and is being filmed now. Like they they seem to yeah, the, know the what stuff, they're this. The next season, which I'm assuming is happening, should be roughly being filmed right about, right about now. Yeah. Or at least getting close to it. I don't know if maybe they might have pushed it back. Like vaccines are becoming more and more prevalent. So we can let's push it back a month and then you know, maybe we'll get more participation. And I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, entertaining. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look for it so I can watch it. I didn't even I didn't even notice that it wasn't recording. Oh, that's all right. Well, again, for Philo, once you just put it on your favorites yeah. list, it became well. I mean, that, and that's that's how it's supposed to be with my DVR, my physical yeah. DVR. Is I've have pre-programmed it to record that, and and it just like decided that it wasn't going to record it anymore. And it occasionally does that. It did that um, with what's the sitcom we watch, um, Young Sheldon. It just spontaneously decided that it wasn't going to record that anymore, uh, and we missed one. <laughs> it probably watched enough episodes and said, "You know what? <laughs> we don't. We don't need to watch this anymore." That's actually a, a very well done show, and it's and it's very funny. It's completely different from Big Bang Theory. If you if you haven't seen it, I have not. I I have no interest, but but I'm still going to make fun of it. Okay. <laughs> I think we're probably at a little over an hour at this point, aren't we? Because I do have sure. Okay, and I know we the whole bunch of stuff we planned on talking about that we've touched on. Them. That's fine. <laughs> it just always seems to happen. Quick, uh, very, very, very quick thoughts yes. on uh, yeah. the Apple event. Anything uh, they announced uh, that you were happy about, sad about? As much as I am interested in the new iMac, from what I understand, again, there's there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of you know people who make claims, and then stuff evolves over time. Is that with this new M1 chip that Apple came out with, a lot of PC things that were ported to the Mac won't run. Sure. If it's a PC if it's a PC application that's just been ported over, it won't. If you're if you're on the new M1s. And I don't quote me on that. I remember seeing it pop up in some forums. What when the MacBooks came out with the M1, yeah. there were people who were asking like, hey, you know, will this run on the new M1s? And they're like, no, it won't run the M1 because of the total change in architecture anything that's been ported over to <clears throat> the the existing generation will will not run on it would have to be a whole new port and they're 
nobody's going to do that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought there and was some kind of, that's a problem for my older scrolls game because oh, I play okay. on a Mac and it's a PC port. So I thought, I, yeah, for games, you don't want to run that through an emulator, but correct. I thought they had an emulator. I don't, I, you know, I don't know how, I, again, I'm not sure if something's going to change on that or, or if they'll, if, uh, you know, Zenimax will decide to take the plunge and do a, a fresh, you know, a fresh porting of the game over to support M1s. I don't know what their Mac install base is like for them to, I mean, they're still supporting it. Not great, but they are still <laughs> supporting it to some extent. They're supporting as well as anybody ever supported a game on, on the Mac. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> real shame i mean there's such a prevalence of max especially people who like the laptops that it's it's really amazing there's like, well nobody wants to game on them it's like you know supply and demand kind of thing also where it's you know we don't carry those because nobody ever buys them yeah like, well nobody can buy them if you don't carry them right so you know, yeah you, Thank you, you get into that whole thing so you know, maybe more mac people would get into some of these games if there was some actual real support for them as opposed to just porting yeah. over a pc version they're using an assumed statistic that's like 30 years old at this point well and it's still it's you know in, in a bit of a vein of if you build it they will come sort of thing you have to invest in a marketplace and they're not going to just come overnight right right so if you really really want to sell to a particular group of people and you're dedicated to winning them over it doesn't if you don't just say you know we did it and nobody showed up like well, did you fucking tell anyone <laughs> did you did you you know how much time did you well we get you know we, we released it on monday and it's wednesday and nobody's here like you know the fuck so i mean you would really have to <clears throat> go after them um, and you get a big return on it, but you got to invest in it first. And I don't know that they're, as long as you can just run it through a standard, you know, emulation system and just get it, then great. But if you've got to do something special, then I feel like they're probably not all that interested in doing that, at least not on a regular enough basis. So we'll see. If they ever do say that they'll start supporting that, then I would probably consider an upgrade. Otherwise, I have to buy a fucking third PC. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't up, I don't want to set up yet another third station in this office. Those those new iMacs are pretty slick. I'm not so wild about most of the colors. Um, and the fact that they're th- that's the consumer iMac. I'm I'm still waiting for the the new, you know, thirty or thirty two inch or whatever iMac Pro with the M one X or M two or whatever that they're right. probably gonna announce. Maybe at WWDC, if not this fall. Do you find it odd that you would release a color case for an iMac where the color, of course, because of the nature of what it is, is all on the back side? And in most people's homes, I would think the iMac is facing a wall against the wall yeah i know i know everybody's making that oh are they okay well everybody i talk to is making that okay all right i i haven't spoken to anybody about it i just saw because the fact that i talked to about it apple assumes that every everybody can can you know afford a giant house and an interior decorator right in the middle of the fucking kitchen table for all the world to see well surely everyone has their their home office set up in the middle of the room in the middle of the room 
yeah. you know, where there are no outlets or right. Ethernet plugs or. <laughs> yeah, that's what Wi Fi is for. That actually is how mine is set up, but uh, that's just so that, you know, because I have a, a giant cheese grater Mac Pro from 2012 right. that has a gazillion cables going down the back. <laughs> and so I set mine up coming off of the middle of the wall mm-hmm. in the middle of the room so right. that I could get behind it easily. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you get a lot of cables and stuff, you got to move around and all that. But for set it and forget it type of situation. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So that was the only thing I um. What do you think about air tags? <laughs> what was that reaction? What do I think about air tags? I think that air tags could probably. I think it's one of those things that, on its face, is sort of like, really. to hang yet another thing off my keychain so that if I'm roaming around my house and don't know where my fucking keys are, (laughs) like I'm going to, like I'm like, it's going to give me, and I know it'll make the little chirping noise. Like, okay, great. Um, that type of stuff to me, it's like, I don't lose my keys because I, I have discipline on where I put my keys. Right. Right. Um, but I think that, enterprising people who know how to do such things could probably do some pretty neat things with an air tag. When you think about that, it's basically a tracker, something really small that you could put on almost anything like a car, for example. Yeah. That's what a lot of people Uh, in in forums are talking about. I'm going to buy one for my car. Stick it on your car or, Stick it on your girlfriend's car. Whoopsie <laughs> daisy. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity for abuse of something like that as well. Yeah, but you could stick it on your girlfriend's car, or that or that cute woman you saw at the bar who wouldn't talk to you. I just dropped one in her purse when she wasn't looking, and now I know where she lives. Yeah, but you, you could know? you could do that with you know cheap GPS trackers to, before. Yeah, but an Apple AirTag is all going to be about convenience and supportability. You know, going on to Amazon and finding native, you know, native iPhone, find my iPhone fully integrated into Apple. And of course, fully integrated is going to offer a much, a very substantial amount of security against hacking because of the nature of Apple's software. And so I, I think that there's, there's a whole lot of opportunity for abuse on something like that. But also some probably some really great potentials for tracking things that you actually want to track that's not your keys. Yeah. I think tracking your keys is a little silly, but that's that's just me. I mean, I I I I ordered some and I even got the one that I'm gonna have on my keychain, even though mm-hmm. Okay. Hey Mike. <laughs> hey Andy, remember I just <laughs> And you just said that you thought keychains were stupid. I'm getting one. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> well, there have been times where I have lost. I have lost my keys. Um, it usually doesn't happen. I actually owned a tile tracker for one do year. You, hang on. Do you have a car that you don't need to use the key to drive? What do you mean? The cars that, as long as you have the key somewhere on your body, the car will start and drive. 
or do you actually need to put a key into it in order to drive it? I have to, um, my car, I have a ignition that I have to stick the key in. Okay. Allison's okay. has the fob and the, the push button and the push button. Yeah. Okay. Because um, those are really easy to lose. Yep. The key for if you're, especially if you're a woman, and I know that's a rail on women, <laughs> but who put their keys in a purse because they don't keep them in their pockets like a lot of guys do. Right. So that means you leave your purse. Well, let's say you're going somewhere else and you're not taking your purse because you're going to the gym or, or you're going out for the night, it's, you're taking a different purse or whatever. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, what purse did I leave my keys in last? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that happens a lot. And, and I got one for her <laughs> to put on her keys because she loses her keys all the time. But um, for the year that my tile was active, because of course it was completely sealed and had a dispo and is disposable. I mean, there, they had some kind of program where you could mail it in and get some tiny little credit toward purchasing a new one, mm-hmm. which I didn't do because by then r- the rumors of, for air tags were already starting and I'm like, I'll just wait till Apple does it. <laughs> and thank God they put, they did it with a, a replaceable watch battery. Okay, so that's what I was, was going to ask on the air tags. It's a, there's a battery in it. Yeah, there were rumors that it would be capable of um, like inductive charging. Okay, but they haven't, or even kinetic. But they um, so the new iPhones have apparently have the capability to do that kind of charging, where you can just like set the AirTag or your AirPods case or whatever on your the back of your iPhone and it'll charge it. But it's mm-hmm. not enabled in software yet so maybe there will be an uh the second generation of air tags will do away with the they'll be even smaller and they'll do away with the watch battery and you'll be able to charge it on your other device it'd be really neat if they were kinetic charging now how does that work so they they just the act of moving them like swinging mm-hmm. on your keychain remember the watches remember the kinetic wa- the watches that are kinetic because they they're self they're self-winding oh watches. right yeah there's a a moving pendulum on the inside that as you move the thing swings around yeah and it charges i'm curious if i'm curious if a kinetic charger would could be made small enough for something like that because if if you're putting it on something that you're going to need to track chances are it's it's all it's going to be moving yeah right and so that would give it i don't know if they i don't know if that stuff's miniaturized enough for something like that that's what i was thinking i was thinking that (laughs) to have a pendulum swinging that takes up too much space for apple (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not, a, it's not a pendulum swing. No, I know. It, it was like a it was like a really really flat cam. Okay. So uh, picture a half circle, and then a cam at the at the center of what that full circle would be, and then the whole thing extremely flat, and so it would spin around. All right. As it moved, you know, and wherever gravity is, it's going to hang to the bottom. Sure. So as you rotate, and so that would be, and then of course, if you shake it, it would go. <laughs> the kinetic with the kinetic watches, they always wanted to make that movement visible because it was you know neat to see. So the kinetic watches always had at least some part of the back of the face was clear so that you could see into the okay into the spinning cam as it as it charged when it when it moved around. But I don't know if they could if if miniaturizing it enough would generate enough power to keep something like that charged or not. I don't know how much uh, G- juice they need. And it's GPS or is it cell phone tower based tracking on those air tags? Um, I think it's uh, 
I don't think it's either. I think it's Bluetooth through the the U1 chip that they have now. Oh, I thought they were like It's all like Bluetooth proximity. But the the I think the idea is that so it wouldn't work for tracking your car or tracking a person. No, I think that's how they get around those those creepy privacy concerns. Oh, okay, just by keeping it short distance. Right. Interesting. Okay. But um I think the idea or the plan is and I might be wrong about this because I was working while I was watching the presentation. Like a iPhone type of method. I thought that's what it was. It like uses the Find My system. Right. So, which I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I was led to believe that that the whole idea behind that is like Apple is using super secure private connections to like mesh all of the devices together to create the Find My network so that you can actually track it further out. Well, Find My PC, Find My iPhone, those types of things. Well, the phone, as soon as you start a phone up and it hits and it connects into a network the internet right right as soon as it hits well, as soon as it hits a cell phone tower it's immediately announces its location and your computer if you stole someone's iMac and booted it up didn't join it to wi-fi didn't plug it into any network i don't believe find my computer works i think those are all internet based location tracking and then the iPhone, the iPhone, its cell tower hits a GPS tower. So this iPhone starts up, it knows immediately where it is because of GPS. Cell tower, of course, knows its reasonable proximity. And that's how I thought, I, how my iPhone located itself. But I thought the PCs, the iMacs, and the, were, it needed to get online. It would have to, yeah. In order to be found. Okay, so maybe Air, air tags just piggyback off of phones that are nearby and I'm not, I'm not i'm not you probably have a couple of listeners who are like these guys are so fucking stupid that's not how it works i'm i'll admit i'm not more knowledgeable listeners read. please i'm not horribly well read on the uh on the topic no. email us nurberger show at protonmail.com and tell us how stupid we are yes <laughs> Nerd, educate, nerdburger educate us. a nerdburger us, please please do it we want to be nerdburgered. I um. So I got oh. I got uh the air tag that I'm gonna put on my keychain. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. So the whole year that I had the tile, mm-hmm. I never lost my keys, and I thought that that was very ironic. And I and I and I yes. laughed at the universe for having me not lose my keys. But when I do lose my keys, <laughs> nine times out of ten, do you know where they are? In your pocket. No, they are uh, they are connected to the USB port on the front of my Mac Pro downstairs. <laughs> with do you, do you have a do you have a USB thumb drive on your keychain? With, with, with the thumb drive that I keep on my keychain. Ah, okay. <laughs> I have I have uh, scrambled, look you know running around the house in the morning trying to find my keys, freaking out, and and that's where they are. Okay, but I don't have that problem anymore because I only um, leave the house. Like once a week. Oh, no. I leave every day. <laughs> to go to Starbucks. Oh, well, see. I make my coffee at home. This is going to be closed for next month. 
your Starbucks? My, for the entire month of May, they're getting renovations. Are you going to have to drive to a different Starbucks? Well, of course. Okay. You're not going to. I asked them if they would still deliver, you know, if someone would still show up with my coffee and a bagel in the morning. And they, no one at my normal location, nobody was willing to do that. No. So I'll have to drive to another one. <laughs> anyway, yep. I'm going to run. Okay. Why don't you get back to your, your day? Uh, you uh, Target on Home Depot. I have to go to the grocery store. Or something. Fun. Yeah. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I don't have to go to PetSmart, though. That's good. Or Petco or Pet Supermarket Store or any of those. Not, not this weekend. Do you get everything delivered from Chewy? Not everything. But PetSmart has become a great place to discover new things in many cases. But then you have to go to Chewy after that because PetSmart will never carry it again. <laughs> You'll find it there once and You'll then go back to buy it again. Then, it will, then the shelf will sit empty for six months before then a whole different product will just get put in its place. Well, that's not very convenient for so you, the consumer. Find what you're looking for at PetSmart, but if you ever need it again, get it on Chewy. It's a great business model for Chewy. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is if I remember correctly, PetSmart owns Chewy. Oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. I didn't know that. I believe they bought them in 17. Okay. 17, 2018. I think PetSmart bought Chewy out. Well, then it all makes sense. (laughs) Why they don't keep their their shelves And then they maintain their own online store. Okay. Now that doesn't make sense. It's really, it's strange. Why don't they just rebrand their stores as Chewy? Chewy box stores, why not? Yeah. I guess because the same reason why Whole Foods didn't rebrand themselves as Amazon Grocery. I don't know that. Now, see, in that case, there's an established established brand in a totally different area. Um, Sure, okay. You know, like Amazon is... Amazon food. If Amazon was a store, it would be Walmart. <laughs> right? It wouldn't be a high-end grocery store. So right there you've got a a disparity. Whereas PetSmart and Chewy are basically the same thing. Just one is in right. physical. I don't know Amazon would be Walmart online. because you can actually find what you're looking for at Amazon. Okay, it's a super target. Amazon is yeah. super target. Yeah. It's it's tidier. Okay, super Target. Yeah. yeah. But Target also, any of the stores, how can this be empty for four fucking weeks? <laughs> you know, I, I, I have an LG refrigerator, and Amazon has so much counterfeit shit on it. I, I always get really sensitive buying certain things on Amazon. I've got to be very careful what I, you know, I really... Spend a lot of time on Amazon making sure of what it is I'm getting because there's too much counterfeit, yeah. counterfeit stuff on there. Yeah, I'm the same way. So I bought this LG refrigerator from Best Buy when we, when we moved in here. And it has a, a water filter in it you know, for the ice maker and for the water dispenser and bottle and whatever. So I went, when, it, when the refrigerator told me that the filter needed to be replaced, I went to my local Best Buy. 
and said, I need this filter. Right? And I walked over to the fucking display and there's a big old empty thing staring right at me. He said, if you wanted this filter, here's what it, here's where it would be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I'm like, Motherfucker. So I, I pull up uh, a dude and I said, Help. what up? Yeah. Where's my and filter? He pulls up his, his little computer and starts going through like all the best buys in the area. None, 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 none. Just <laughs> all across the fucking board. None of them. Nobody has it. But the warehouse has 17. <laughs> why, why are they all in the why warehouse are they all and not the in the store? Warehouse? Where people Isn't can that buy the whole them. the point of having these computerized POS systems and inventory management so the shit isn't sitting in a warehouse and goes to a store where someone would actually buy it? You'd think. You could always order it from... Why would I fucking do that? <laughs> what? It's, if you want everything to be bought from bestbuy.com, then fucking close your stores. You have a fucking open store with a fucking thing for you to hand a, hand a goddamn product, put the fucking product there. Don't store it in a fucking warehouse. You know all the stores are empty. You know that none of your stores have this fucking filter in stock. Yeah, who is? Why are you hoarding them? They're not fucking mana potions. Who is the human in charge of uh, pushing the button to make to make the that fix that problem fix itself? Have you ever uh, have you ever watched a uh, a delivery on UPS? The follow my delivery, where you see the 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 truck drive around on the map. I see that for for Amazon trucks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. UPS is terrible. Like, I don't know what it is about where I live, but, um, and it's not just, I, I don't think it's just me because I have, I have been, you know, work, working from home. I'm here. I don't, you know, but like today, it could be a day where it's raining all day and I don't have any place for them to leave packages that's out of the rain. So I need to pay attention when it gets delivered so I can grab it and take it inside so it doesn't get soaked. They never tell anybody when they show up. And, um, well, you know, so I'll periodically look at this map and this truck is going all over the place. And, you know, I live on, in a small neighborhood on a two lane. Well, I, our neighborhood is off of a two lane road off of which are a bunch of other small little neighborhoods with one, two and three streets in them. And I watch this truck go, all up and down that road, back and forth, back and forth, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, shouldn't it be computerized? Shouldn't the driver have some kind of a laptop or an iPad they, or something? I thought, they had a ma- I thought they had that shit mapped out. I thought they had a computer system because they that whole you know no left hand turns bullshit. Well, I have. Yes, is doing. I have. I have watched their trucks on multiple occasions on the map, on follow my delivery, and there's no way they're using any kind of computer system because they're just randomly dropping packages off wherever. They're driving in circles. It doesn't make any sense at all what they're doing. There's no way they're actually, if they have a program that's telling them, because, you know, all of those packages get scanned in. Right. Like, their computer system knows which packages are on which truck and and where where those packages need to go, and they can very easily plan out a route where you go ping 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 not the ones that deliver around me they drive all over the damn place 
it's either that or the updates you're getting are not actually like real time correct updates. Like in the last hour, here's the, all the various places he could have been, but we're not going to tell you which one he's at right now. Maybe, I'm a little surprised by seeing some of that in some cases because I would hate it for somebody to be like, I'm waiting for my package. I can see right here where the UPS truck is. I'm going to go chase him down. Yeah. Well, then there's the other thing where it says, you know, you get the notification or the email or whatever early in the day where it says your thing's out for delivery, follow follow my delivery on the map, and it'll tell right. you estimated delivery time in this, you know, three-hour window. And then the, the, the end of that window comes and goes, and they're still driving all over the place. And then it, it pushes it out another two hours. And then that comes and goes, and then it pushes it out another hour. And then it says delivery by the end of the day. And they, this just happened to me on, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was Thursday. It was supposed to be delivered between like 10 and 10.30 and 12.30, and it ended up coming at like 9 o'clock at night in the dark. <laughs> Meanwhile, that truck drove past my house. Six times. Like 16 yeah. times. Yeah. Maybe they go for the high volume areas first, most bang for the buck. And you you need to get your neighbors together and tell them they you guys need to start ordering more shit online so that our little road gets some more priority. But that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like you know, they're they Think have... about it. If you could drive a mile and drop off ten packages versus driving a mile and dropping off one package. Your bang for the buck is to do the ten mile is to do the ten packages in one mile. But if you have one road with twenty neighborhoods off of it, you start at the top and you just work your way down. Yeah, but some of those neighborhoods might only have like one packaging. So that means the dude's gotta take three minutes to go all the way over there to deliver the one package back to Mike's house and then all the way back before you hit the neighborhood across the street where he can take care of twenty packages all at once. Who cares? He's saving. So saying, bang he's for the doing buck. it. He's doing it faster, and he's saving on gas. Just saying, maybe that's the way we're looking at it. The more know. packages we get delivered by ten a.m., better we look. I don't know. Or something like that. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So, did you uh, did you think of an outro for us? Yeah, am I supposed to do an outro? <laughs> On the next episode, well, you gotta you, you gotta wait until I Mike do the thing. Guest host, who's you, probably better than me. Okay, you can say it. You can say that, or some uh, variation of that. Oh, do I need to say that again? Well, I, I have to do the. I have to do the outro. Neuroses of some kind. Okay, go ahead. No, th- that's okay. You're not the only person who does that. When I say, "Did you think of an outro?" and then somebody just spits it out, like, "No, no, no." That's like, have you been on the show before? <laughs> like, I yeah, don't... when Craig does the outros. <laughs> And you're not paying attention anymore because your part is. Maybe over. you should let's send an email to Craig and see if he'll record <laughs> like about 50 outros. Just take one afternoon, record 50 outros, <laughs> just email them to you. You could just splice in or do what they did for Majel Barrett do a full scan of Craig saying all of these various sounds. Did they do that for her so that they yeah, can so keep that using she could her voice? continue to voice the Enterprise starships moving, you know, indefinitely. So they. Well, that's did, nice. So that she, her, her voice has been fully digitized. So do the same thing for Craig. Did they clone her so she can continue to play Luxana Troy? 
they did not. No, so. that's unfortunate. They did. They did get all of her voice stuff recorded. So, <laughs> so you could do that for Craig, and then Craig can do all your outros. You well, just type it up. You know, that's one of the options for uh, for Craig coming back is as uh, as a, as Robot Craig from the future. Okay. So, yeah, we'll work on it. On the next episode of Nerd Burger, <laughs> Craig will stick eight <laughs> red hot peppers up his butt. <laughs> And then running commentary <laughs> through the whole episode. <laughs> From his ad hoc studio that he builds in his bathroom. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Andy, for coming back. My pleasure. We'll uh, talk more about um, all of these things next time. Okay. You can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on whatever. And email us, nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike has a brand new, never ever on the show guest host. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm some challenge <laughs> challenge for Mike. Okay, Brand we'll see. New, never ever guest host next week. We'll see what we can do. All right. I actually don't have next uh, next week scheduled yet. Okay, there you go. <laughs> next time you're at the grocery store and you talk to the cashier, say, "Hey, you want to come over to my house for an hour next Saturday?" <laughs> 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 it's certainly not for anything weird. No, is that too creepy? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to do a Zoom call instead? <laughs> oh, okay, that I could do. That's not. You definitely not have to have the video turned on. Yeah. <laughs> and not be wearing pants. That's right. Because it is Zoom after all. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating that you are in fact wearing. Okay, pants. I do have pants. Hooray! Yeah, we're both wearing jeans. <laughs> the American tuxedo. And yes, they're zipped up. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. Good to see you. You too, man. All right. Later.